You are now listening to Out of the Blank. 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 Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. I'm here with Mr. Scott Williams. Hey there. Scott, tell me a little bit about yourself and if you want what you do professionally or whatever you're interested in. Sure thing. Uh, well, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, basically, by day, I work in IT. You know, I do a little bit of programming, a little bit of help desk. Um, by night, I'm a pizza maker. I guess maybe not by night, but on the weekends and some nights. Um, I do a live stream on twitch.tv do it about two times a week and we do pizza making on there and uh it, it's a hobby of mine but it's been growing over the years so who knows uh i guess maybe the stars are the limit with that one you literally introduced yourself like batman like i'm a regular guy during the day then at night i am a pizza maker like you made me start thinking of like a good comic book series we could create like you know, scott williams is he you know what would he be the cheese night or the the pizza night yeah I don't know. That's a tough one. And it's crazy that you you mentioned Batman because that's like he's pretty much my favorite comic book hero. So uh, he's just a regular guy. Yeah, but is it because he's badass? Like everybody always gives him that crap like, oh, he's just a regular dude with a lot of money. I'm like, um, he broke his back and then climbed out of a really dark hole. And he's basically like, I don't even know. He's the protector of Gotham City. Yeah, you know, you're right. It's not just the toys. It's not just the money. I mean, he put himself through all sorts of training. Yeah, there was the whole issue with the broken back and the, his way of kind of training himself back to being a regular person. Um, yeah, there's just really something about that. I've always thought that was really cool. I mean, you know, all the superheroes who have, you know, Superman's got his own set of powers, but I don't know, Batman just always, always grabbed me. I mean, the anime series they had in the 90s, I mean, come on, that was just the best. Do you think Batman enjoyed pizza? It's got to, right? I mean, Gotham kind of was like a big metropolis. They had to have loved pizza there. See, because that's what's interesting, because where I correlate superheroes and anything about like comic books and stuff is because when I used to go to Six Flags all the time and they had all the rides that were like, you know, like superhero related, like you can go on the roller coaster, like the Superman or something. But I always remember when I was a kid grabbing a slice of pizza. And then that's what just like whenever I see Batman, I immediately think like pizza um, I immediately think um, like the giant sodas and then those games where you win those giant ass stuffed animals. Oh, and yeah. I, I always won them in the beginning. So I had to carry around that little fucker all day long. So <laughs> it was like pain in the ass. Oh, yeah. No, I, I hear you there. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I, I can't say that I had a great correlation with Batman and pizza. I mean, I, obviously for me, I would think it'd probably be the Ninja Turtles, you know, but I think I was in the pizza even before then. Um where did it initially start at, like to the point where you wanted to make your own pizza? Um, well, I remember being a kid and, you know, just doing the whole thing with mom, you know, mom busts open the Pillsbury thing and, you know, spread it out on the pan and, you know, some spaghetti sauce and some cheese and you make pizza. And it's just like, you know, a thing you do with like your parents. And so I remember that. And we always would get pizza a lot. Um, you know, I went to a lot of sporting games as, as a youth. Uh, I'm not in the sports so much now, but um you know we went to a lot of pistons games lions games tigers games and usually pizza after the game was like something we almost always did so it's always been around and you know i worked in a couple of pizza shops one when i was in high school and i think you know that kind of springboarded it a little bit and then another pizza shop probably about eight or ten years later and i actually learned a lot more there uh, about pizza in the process are you work for any like popular shops, like things that we know about, like Domino's or something? Because you know me, I'm a fan of that Domino's pizza because of that oregano on the crust. And I sent you a picture yesterday. I saw that. Freaking Domino's burned down. That's two fast food restaurants that I barely ever get to try that have burned down now. First was Wendy's, and then now it's this one. Oh, it's a shame. Yeah, Domino's, I do appreciate it. I mean, obviously, for a long time, I didn't like it. Um, but no, I worked for the hut um, when I was in high school, and I, I like to play with things you know like we play with all sorts of different topping combinations because and this is so many years ago I mean this is like 20 some years ago but even back then all the dough came in frozen like a brick so you didn't learn anything about dough making you just you did there's nothing to learn about dough at Pizza Hut you basically uncase the frozen brick 
set it aside and then 12 however many hours later you can make a pizza with it um could hit somebody wh- upside the head with that pizza dough seriously i mean these things were solid they were they were frozen salad and it I took- just i picture <laughs> you out front of pizza hut just like oh oh 30 minutes or less just chalking giant chunks of frozen dough at people it's like oh shit scott's gone nuts <laughs> oh yeah there, there was definitely not not when i worked at pizza hut but a different fast food place there's definitely some of the cooks that used to do shenanigans like that with some of the uh frozen foods you know but i guess yeah when you're in your teens and whatnot you just get up to dumb things well, that was like the occasional thing. Like your parents gave you, like, like for you, you you started with pizza making with your mom. For me, I didn't have that chance. I had, or my, like nobody made fresh homemade pizza. It was always like oven or you know something you would get from like a like a freezer section or something. But lunchables gotcha. was my own creations. I would make, and I wouldn't even be able to do that fucking right. Like, okay, I didn't find out until later. I guess um, I stopped eating dairy so much, and I guess my body grew an intolerance for it. So, like, if I have dairy now, you just want to clear the room out, which kind of sucks because, like, I eat pretty clean. But, dude, if you mm-hmm. smell a nice pizza, like, you want to enjoy that pizza. And we have them, like, for events. So, anytime there's a birthday party, I mean, I don't know how many times at a birthday party at, like, the Holiday Inn or some giant hotel. And we'd be swimming around for a couple hours. And my dad would order just, like, three large pizzas. And we'd tear it up, dude. I mean, they're great for, what, football events, baseball, any type of sporting event, any type of tailgate oh, yeah. thing. There's good pizza there. I don't know how we correlated that at one point. Like, this is going to be a party-type food. It's like, wait a minute. Hang on a second. Oh, yeah. And I think that's definitely been very popular, I think, with my family as well. I mean, pizza is a go-to for many of those things. You know, fundraising events. Um yeah, like, you know, after soccer games or something like that. Um, I don't know how many times I bought freaking Ziploc stuff with box tops just to get a pizza party for my fucking class. Oh, like, you- like that was a big thing. And it was funny because first place for us was a pizza party. And second place was a field trip to like the Baltimore Aquarium. I'm like, let's get second. Like I was tossing box tops at the other class to beat us. I was like, I don't want the fucking pizza party. I'd rather go to an aquarium. There you go. Yeah, I definitely remember. Uh, now you're talking about Pizza Hut, how they had to book it, uh, where you would read the books, or is this something different? Collecting box tops of like Pillsbury. box tops is like you would go and you would buy things like Ziploc bags. They would have these little fundraiser things, and if you okay, got like yeah, a whole yeah. group of them, you would send them in or something, and then you would get money for the school or something. Yeah, I remember that. Or so occasionally you could get like little products. I think that uh, you know, like you could get like a little stuffed snuggle bear or a shirt or you know like something like that it's like send in like 20 box tops and please wait six to eight weeks yeah like how am i i don't even know how to mail this shit i'm 12 years old like are you kidding me like what do i do with this i'm just collecting them putting them in a bag and writing a note telling my parents to do it for me and it never happened yeah man yeah there's the error of those things it's crazy how all that stuff is it's like and whatnot and i mean i've been to some pizza joints and i actually kind of want to ask what's your what would you say would be the best pizza joint in your mind like maybe not a mom and pop but like a common one because everybody always talks about like the mm. good gracious of papa john's or something i'm like nah man domino's for me <laughs> it's funny you see papa john's i actually have a rule in my chat if anybody says papa john's they get they don't get banned but they get their chat gets erased for about three minutes is it because <laughs> is it because he's an asshole? Like I just have that no, sense just, of feeling when I see Papa John's on the TV. I'm like, this guy's a giant douchebag. I, I mean, I, I won't completely disagree with that, but it's it's just also the pizza. You know, I just don't think it's quality pizza. I'm I mean, I'm very biased when it comes to chain pizza. While I did work in chain pizza, I think I've really just kind of come out of that, and I'm kind of more into artisan pizza now. So a mom and pop shop would be my go-to, but if that was not an option. Um, I mean, I'm a really big fan of Buddies because that's a Detroit thing, but that's still very regional. I mean, while it's a chain, and I think they have over two dozen in the state of Michigan, there are zero outside of Michigan. So not many people even know about them. Um, you would so, think like the biggest pizza places would be like Wisconsin because there's just cheese there. Well, you'd be surprised. Michigan actually started a lot of chains. I mean, they started Domino's, Howie's, uh, Hut started in Kansas um let's see little caesars came out of michigan i'm not sure about papa john's don't bring up little caesars i fucking hate little caesars 
There was a time when I enjoyed Caesars, but that was many years before the hot and ready became a thing. Yeah, when it was first <laughs> opened, it was pretty good. My grandfather would probably kill me if he heard about me talking cr- trash on Little Caesars. Oh, but, yeah. Because that's his all-time favorite because he's like – he works at a hospital, so he gets up at like 4 o'clock in the morning. He's out all day, and, you know, he doesn't get back to like late at night. So he just grabs like a hot and Caesars, whatever, pizza right by – um, it's at Target they have it. So he just no goes right across the street to Target. They have a little shop in there, grabs it, and then goes by. I'm like, I remember so many times as a kid going to like grocery stores like Costco or something, and they had like mm-hmm. the pizza place in there, like where you get a hot dog or something, always grab like a slice of pizza. That's good stuff. But like Little Caesars turned into like cardboard, man. Like I, you it try is. and eat it, it's like you, there's no cheese pool, there's no melting of the cheese. Like, what do you typically prefer about a pizza what stands out to most to you is it the sauce is it the crust for me it's the crust yeah it's all about the crust um and i I like a couple styles okay um like i love like a kind of new york style um i i will do things that will be kind of a blend of a new york and a neapolitan style but probably more americanized and of course i love detroit style pizza um what's Detroit? okay i'm pretty sure someone's explained to me it before but detroit style what is that that's in a pan right that's correct. Yeah. So they used to use these blue part pans um, back in like the late 40s or mid 40s. Uh, you know, a lot of the old Italian wives would just grab whatever they had handy. And they happened to be these black square parts pans that, you know, that auto workers used to use. I'm sure they cleaned the pans before they used them. But anyways, um, they would build the pizzas in these pans. And it's very kind of like almost like a Sicilian or a focaccia in a way, because you treat the dough very much like a focaccia and but then they build it kind of backwards they'll throw a lot of cheese down toppings and then hit it with the sauce at the end sometimes usually after the pizza goes through the oven so that runs through the oven you get this piping hot sauce and then you just ladle like a couple little racing stripes or some people do like little like a little dab on each slice um and some people like to sauce it before it goes in the oven there's nothing wrong with that um but that's basically how a detroit style is made and it uses a Wisconsin brick cheese that has a very, very high kind of buttery uh, fat content. So when that stuff melts, it just gives you this amazing burnt, crispy cheese caramelization. And then the fat also helps cook the pizza and give it really great browning. So when it's done, you have like a very crunchy exterior, but it's like super pillowy on the inside. Now it's a thick pizza and you're going to get full pretty quickly, but it's one of the best damn things ever. That's all right. See, that's the giant thing for me is how do you like, how do you like your pizza? Um, Because the whole factor is some people like the really thin paper crust type stuff, which I can't do. If I bite into it and it's like biting into a shard of glass where it just like shatters in your mouth, you're like, this isn't fun for me. Um, I like a nice thick crust, but not one that's like, I guess pizza hut where it's like, it's just air and it just looks really, really thick, but there's nothing on the inside. I want something that's nice and like crispy, like charcoal black a little bit. Like you said, when you tagged me in that photo, for instance, there was that black crust on the pizza that I like. It wasn't right. a whole lot of crust, which is like a, kind of like, it's still good though. I still like a nice crispy kind of crust, but mm-hmm. when it comes to a pan pizza, man, I look at that and I think of it more of like a lasagna. I mean, I don't, it's like kind of like Chicago deep dish. Someone told me it was like the whole factor is it's basically a lasagna or like a calzone or something. I'm like, that makes sense because it's a pizza supposed to be like that triangle slice. But when you get it in a pan, it's hard to cut it that way. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those are definitely going to be different because they're cut square. Um, and I mean, I, I kind of see what you're saying. I'm, I think a Chicago style definitely bears more resemblance to a lasagna or, or casserole. Uh, I mean, Detroit style is more like a focaccia, really. It's basically like you're taking some bread, you're throwing some cheese on it and some toppings and whatnot. Um, So for me, it's a completely different world from a Chicago style pizza. And it's also a very completely different world from Italian or even um, a New York style, for that matter. Well, what exactly style do you typically um, like stylize in? Like you said, it was like a Neapolitan with a bit of New York, or do you just do Detroit? I do, I do both. I do Detroit style. And then I also do like a New York style that has a little bit of Neapolitan uh, flair to it because I have an uni oven um, that I have out my back uh, patio. So it's like a small wood fired oven. I think, um, um, you know, pizza in the sack, Mike wanted to mention that on his cast. 
And so I use that for like a lot of my pizzas. That thing gets up to like 900 plus degrees, maybe even a thousand. So you can crank pizzas out of it really, really quickly. But that thing's more for like your thin, your, I mean, not like thin, like you said, but like your thinner round pizzas. Um, when you're trying to do something really thick, like a Detroit pizza, you kind of have to run that thing at like half temperature and kind of play with it a bit, you know, so it acts a little bit more like an indoor oven because every kind of pizza style cooks a little differently. Not every pizza needs to be cooked at 932 Fahrenheit for 45 seconds, you know. I had mm -hmm. someone make a raw pizza, and when they did the, it was like it was a pizza, but they left it a little bit raw to where the dough was still raw, and they ate mm -hmm. it, and it was like it's delicious. I'm like, no, that yeah, can't be, be good that. for your stomach at all. No, I don't think so. And like even when you look at like Little Caesars pizza or like Chuck E. Cheese or something, just by looking at a pizza, it's supposed to have those like the common thing you would see on TV or something, the dark red spots where it got a little bit burnt, the cheese. But it was mostly like a kind of like a yellow orangish with a little bit of dark red to it. That's a classic pizza idea. But then you look at places like Little Caesars where the cheese is all just like a light orange color. There's no like it doesn't seem like it's cooked mm -hmm. at all. It was just microwave. Like I start walking by now. If I go by a pizza shop, I can just look at a slice and be like, that's going to be god awful. Yeah, especially when they got them sitting out, you know, uh, even places that have fresh pizza and make wonderful pizza if, if you're coming by and it's been sitting out for a while and they throw it back in the oven to reheat it i'm always super skeptical about that sometimes it's good but i i really feel like most of the time it's just not mm -hmm. i'm like a waste not want not type of guy i mean pizza is like a really good food because if you can't finish it that night you can still stick it in the fridge and have it the next day honestly sometimes it's even better cold um yeah yeah i hear you there i kind of got a little bit of a symbiotic relationship going on over here because i mean obviously i do a pizza stream like twice a week so i i generate a lot of pizza um it's just me and my wife here so while we eat pizza you know like we we meter the pizza intake you know and uh so one of my neighbors um he supplies me with wood for the pizza oven so basically he chops the wood he brings over the wood i usually give him like I don't know, a pizza, maybe a couple pizzas during a week. And uh, it's perfect, you know, wood for pizza. He keeps the oven fueled. I keep his, his belly fueled. That's perfect. Now, <laughs> when you Twitch stream it, though, what do you typically try and do? Are you tutoring people on how to make a pizza? Or are you just showing people the creative process that you go behind? It's yeah, I'm showing them the process that basically I'm inviting people into my kitchen, you know, like sometimes they're educational, but not always. Um, but people ask me questions and I don't, not, if they answer me, a excuse me, ask me a question, I'll answer it to the best of my ability. I share my dough recipes uh, with folks, which, you know, when I started out, I always thought like, well, you know, maybe that's not the greatest thing to do, but you know, Hey, I want people to, to learn how to get into pizza just as well. So I'm more than happy to kind of share what I've worked with. And not only that, my dough recipes have evolved over time. So I'm, I'm still learning myself. Um, what do you what toppings do you typically prefer? Do you prefer a classic nice cheese pizza? I mean, hence the name on Instagram, Cheese Pizza 07. Shout out to you. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, actually, I kind of think of a cheese pizza as like a blank canvas in a way. Think of it as like an artist's canvas. It hasn't been painted on yet. It's just waiting for the artist's muse to do something with it, right? Um, and I think that's kind of why, why I ended up going with cheese pizza. I love all sorts of toppings. It's really hard for me to just pin down one particular topping or one combo of toppings. I really do like pepperoni with jalapeno. Um, I'm a spicy guy. I like really spicy stuff. Uh, I'm not That's why you year. hate Papa John's, man, because they put that jalapeno in the box, not on the pizza. They're like, here's a jalapeno pepper on the side if you want to add it on top. It's like, just put it in the pizza, damn it. Oh, that's just a pepperoni. That thing's not even jalapeno hot. That's like a mild pepper um i'll throw those on those are nice i'll throw those on a pizza too sometimes well, papa um, john's doesn't do that papa john's like i'm just gonna put it in the box for you and you decide your fate that's right well when i used to work at the hut man there's uh we had some uh um yeah oh, man it's been so long i think they were indian they could have been pakistani i don't know either way they they could deal with their heat right and they would order banana pepper double jalapeno and i mean and they would just I mean, that pizza, I'm sure, had to be really spicy. And no, man, that was that was their jam. They'd order it every week. Um, but hey, I hear you. I, as I said, I love jalapeno on it. Sometimes I even get out the hot honey. I have done crazy things. Like we put ghost pepper on pizza one time, but that was mainly because that was a challenge. It was not a tasty pizza. It was definitely difficult to eat. 
Now, what would you say would be the worst topping on a pizza? Because I know everybody always shits on pineapple, but I always thought that was like one of my favorites. It was like a nice Hawaiian style pizza, even though probably in the pizza community, that's a bit of a disgrace. But like I was always a classic all, no. cheese man for so long. But then eventually I was just like, what happens if I get a topping? And I started going into pepperoni. Then I started going to Hawaiian. Then I started going to like meat lovers is okay. I'm not a big mm-hmm. meat eater. Um, I eat a lot of like, I live in a beach town, so it's constantly fish. So like my experience with pizza is like for a birthday event, it was like the only time I really ever had it. Or like, um, you know, if someone was too lazy to cook in our house, we would just get delivery food or something. Gotcha. Um, well, let's see if the worst one I've ever done, um, maybe like squid, probably squid. squid on a pizza. Yeah, I, I tried to actually put squid and mussels on the same pizza, and ah. it, one of the worst ones I've ever done. Really, I just I really didn't like it. Um, I love everything out of the sea. Like I would eat a shark's butthole if it was probably offered to me. <laughs> um, but man, that's crazy, dude. Because I couldn't think of the cheese adding because cheese and seafood doesn't really go together. Typically, no. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think like sh- like shrimp works. I've done some shrimp stuff that worked out. You know, or a little shrimp diablo or shrimp scampi or even like a shrimp alfredo and you got yes you do got to kind of go light on the cheese but i've seen those work out obviously you have like crazy asian pizzas that have like shrimp corn and black olive and mayo dude i just got a really good pizza idea so go for it when i was in talking to um you know pizza in the sack when he was on here uh, yeah. we created a hot sauce pizza and then he ended up yeah, making yeah. it and then um he ended up sending it into Cholula, i guess that, that episode or whatever so they could review it and maybe give a shout out or something so i got a good idea that i if you want to try but i think it would be pretty cool imagine instead of using a pizza sauce mm-hmm. use a crab dip so you use the oh, crab yeah. dip as like a layer and then you could add seafood on top of that or add something on top of that maybe like some pineapple or maybe um I don't know, not pineapple with crab dip. You would have to put like maybe a crushed up layer of like graham cracker or like saltines that you would use in like a good crab dip or a chip. And then, um, yeah, on top of that crab dip, you could add little bits of cut up shrimp on top of it. So basically like a crab dip pizza. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to research some of that. Crab dip is something that I haven't had very often in my life. Not to say I don't like it or anything. I just sometimes they have a light. They have a light layer of cheese to it that usually is up on top. That makes it kind of like a lot like yogurt, which is pretty nice, but a lot thicker, like a very very tough yogurt. And I think mm. that would be a perfect pizza layer because it also is very sticky. So like things would stick right on top of it. So if you just grab like a bowl of crushed up like saltines or something, sprinkled it up top of it, or maybe a flavored chip like Fritos, you know, and you could turn that into a whole different experience. I mean, it's a dipping food, but like mm-hmm. when we look at seafood pizza, you can't really put cheese on it because that's just going to be a such a I guess a rash or you know bold combo yeah that's something you really have to be very careful with um i think as i said i think it can be done but it has to be the right cheese also like you have to be very conservative with that cheese what do you um typically see as like an issue when you're doing the pizza making like what's your biggest problem that you've had to overcome um well i think the learning curve with my uni oven has been one thing i've owned that thing for almost a year and a half now um and it's always a learning experience but i think that part of that challenge is something i've made for myself because i do wood wood fire cooking and i mean cooking with live fire is just inconsistent you know it's different every time depends on the wood that's burning it depends on you know how the wind's hitting it and just so many factors but there's something about that that is just really amazing cooking with just real wood fire you know um i can do coals too and i have a gas burner and gas burners like straight up easy mode but i like doing the wood and so i think i've kind of presented myself a challenge in that the oven doesn't always stay exactly at the temperature you want and sometimes you get hot spots and sometimes you get flare-ups you know sometimes you burn the base a little bit um so those have been some of the challenges and of course learning how to launch a pizza into the oven was a big step as well um kind of getting away from that pan and just going pizza directly in the oven 
Well, sadly, like for me, I would love, I mean, I cook on a stovetop, obviously, like, you know, boil up some fish or something. I'm constantly eating like seafood. But, you know, one of my all time guilty pleasures is I really wish I could build a campfire in my house just to get that smoky flavor of a campfire in my food, because I think Mm -hmm. that's one of the most unbeatable things in the world. You know, you get like a nice um, hot dog or something that's been smoked by a campfire. Like you get that, it that taste you just can't beat. Like a nice smoked fire pizza is pretty interesting. Um, but when it comes to pizza, though, like it's different. Obviously, where you're from, how you grew up, like what you style off of, and like um, you know, most people just know like going to like a regular delivery. I guess you say. And I've had some pretty good delivery experiences, even with them. At one point, my buddy, his house is like kind of in the middle of nowhere but it's not but it's just like where internet really isn't there oh no so you type in his address and when it goes to the gps it goes a block down from his house so we would constantly order when they were doing the 30 minutes or less and we would order from pizza hut or something and get them to try and deliver to us and then they would always be late so it'd be a free pizza because they would pass the house And it's, it, that was a perfect thing to do. And if I have to ask you, what's your best delivery moment through pizza? Um, okay. I think I have a similar moment. Uh, and it used to happen to us pretty frequently when I used to live on like the real, like way over on the East side of uh, Michigan. And there was just this whole bunch of condominiums over like probably I think about a mile and there's a whole bunch of different streets, but all the streets had very similar names. Like they are all like, forest lane and south forest lane and forest court and like meadow court so like the names are just very very similar and there was more than one time that you know the pizza people would end up like five streets down because there was a a house or a condo that had the same number on a street that was very similarly named like five streets down um, and all the time they would end up there. And so one time I get a call from the delivery guy, and this is a while back before I think cell phones were super big. Um, he's like, yeah, I'm at your door. I've been, I've been there for a while. And, uh, I'm like, no, no one's knocked on my door. And he's like, no, I'm at the door. Come on. I'm like, you must be down at the wrong street. And he wouldn't, he was, wasn't having it. He would not believe me that this was the possibility that he could be on the wrong street. So I'm arguing with this guy for about 10 minutes. I'm like, look, just get in your car get back over, you know, come on over four streets over. That's it. No big deal. So finally I get this guy to come over and then the, the pizza's barely warm. So of course I, I'm like, come on, man. I mean, the pizza's not even warm now. So send it back. But the thing they're, they're right around the corner guy knows where to go the second time, but it was a bit, it was a bit of an ordeal, you know, <laughs> I always look at those delivery guys and I'm like, they have a really tough fucking job. They but do. You're making somebody's day practically when you're a kid and you order pizza and some dude shows up and you're kind of nervous to give him the money for the pizza. You know, he pulls up the little box or little thing that keeps it warm, little blanket thing, opens it up and he's like, here you go, man. And the kid's face light up. Like that would be the only reason I'd do it. But I mean, we talk yeah. about it being like a kid's job or something, you know, like people like teenagers delivering pizza and stuff, but you see adults doing it now. And I'm oh, like, yeah. I mean, that's kind of like the best thing because they obviously know that like I've obviously have to work two jobs or something to do this. I like to make their night fun. Like I like to strike up a conversation or something. If they're busy and they have to go, then here you go. Here's the tip and then go off. But like you're a fucking man of the house when you grab a pizza and you run in like, I got it bitches. And you just drop it on the table. Like one of the biggest things I have to say about pizza is it does bring people together. But one thing that really can kind of deter me from talking to someone when they're eating a pizza is if they eat it and then they leave the crust. So many people do that. And like, I have people in my family that'll be like, Oh, it's just too many carbs. I'm like, did, did you think the pizza sauce was just floating on top of like an empty (laughs) thing? Like there's crust under that. You ate all that, but you just won't eat the straight crust. That's right. That's one of my favorite parts. I mean, I, I sometimes will leave that behind. Um, if, if we have any instance, I said earlier, like if my oven's a little crazy and I got a little bit too much black carbon on the edge, which happens sometimes, uh, then, you know, I might not want to eat that bit because it could be a little bitter, a little too bitter for me. Um, but yeah, the crust is like, that's the gold for me. That's what literally I'm constantly chasing the perfect crust, you know, where do you stand on cheesy crust oh yeah i'm down with that like you're talking pizza hut style yeah 
oh yeah I, uh, I mean yeah I worked for the hut so that was one of the things I liked now it, I will admit it comes out a bit soft um when, even when I make it it comes out a bit soft so it's hard to get it crispy but um I love it yeah I love doing it I always look at that like it looks like a mozzarella stick if you just took the crust right off the pizza I mean out of every pizza place I could praise Domino's all fucking day I could talk about mom and pop shops but no nobody beats school lunch pizza I have no clue how the hell they did it, but it was just the best thing I've ever had. I mean, I would throw my lunch away when they had pizza day at school just to go and get lunch. Yeah, we had these weird like little hexagon shaped Mexican pizzas. At least that's what they called them. Now, looking back at it, I can't think of what was Mexican about it. That's um, not culturally appropriate for a hey, school. I, hey, I know, but we're, t- <laughs> we're talking the late 80s, early 90s. So, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, man. And so I couldn't even tell you. I just remember it was hexagon shaped. It definitely had, like, I think ground beef. Maybe it was a taco beef and maybe some cheddar cheese. But it definitely didn't really resemble a taco in any way. It, it was kind of not exactly a pizza, but... I do remember those being good. <laughs> we had the occasional like regular like triangle slice, like the classic, obviously pizza. And then we would get like um, it would be like uh like the crust of the pizza, but it would be like mozzarella sticks. So you could like dip it. It had cheese inside of it. You would dip it on like um, pizza sticks is what they called it, I think. But I think my all time favorite one that they made was it was like a one of those um baguettes or whatever, like the French oh, bread, yeah. and they would cut it in half and then cut it up and like chop it up. So yep. if you got the end piece where it's like a, like a little bit of a, like an oval kind of, but it was like it sunk in, like if you cut a potato and scooped out the inside, it would it would be just like that. And they had yeah. a pizza that way. That was fucking amazing. That's interesting. That now see that almost gives me an idea there because I've done French bread pizzas, but I don't think I've ever done one where you scoop it out like a potato a little bit. You know, I usually just flatten them a bit. And then load it up. It had me thinking of an idea. If you took the like, uh, like um, the pumpernickel bread, the good ass bread you get at Outback, Ooh. where you just want to keep ordering it over and over again, use mm-hmm. that as a pizza crust, but just scoop out the inside of it and load it up with like a layer of cheese, um, maybe something on like in like I guess inside of it. So like when you bite in, you have it inside the pizza, and then put another layer over top of it like a blanket. Like you could oh, do that man. with the crab dip pizza. You could literally like layer it up. Oh yeah, definitely. And I think we kind of passed over this a little bit, but when you were talking pineapple earlier, I do want to, I'm going to just throw it out there. Yes, I am. I am a fan of the pineapple. I don't just, I don't discriminate. And uh, I think for me, a lot of times I like to say that the the main rule is the flavor rule. You just want the pizza to taste good, right? So if if it's going to have pineapple on it or peanut butter, or even like kiwi, we're going there, you know, it's just got to taste good. Peanut that's butter. really it see now that's a big one because uh mm-hmm. like dessert pizza i never really understood that one i saw a nutella and banana um pizza one time at my hotel and i was like yeah that's that's just the craziest combination i'm not a big fan of nutella but when i was talking to um you know pizza in the sack and we were going over a few different things um he was like yeah just toss out some pizza ideas i was like let me go to the grocery store real quick so i went into the grocery store and i'm just looking at everything in the aisles i'm like dude a, van- a vanilla pudding pizza he's like what i'm like bro get the vanilla pudding like the snack pack type turn that into like a little bit of a paste you put that as the pizza sauce uh crumble up some vanilla wafers on top of that bad boy he's like that actually sounds pretty good i'm like funnel cake pizza and he's like what and i'm like oh, just yeah. i can start getting ideas for stuff that you can just do just you think of the weirdest combinations and different styles like i got that inner fat kid that's just like let's put all this shit together <laughs> man you know what i mean i hear you well there's some i saw a little while ago this was probably a year or so ago now but it was the the cookie monster pizza so and of course i can't find the recipe i'm trying i, I want to make this pizza but i can't I haven't been able to kind of dissect or disseminate, you know, kind of what it's actually is on it. I mean, obviously you can see it's got like blue frosting and it's like a cookie base and they crumbled graham cracker on it. And I think there's chocolate chips, but it's, you know, without like an actual recipe, I'm a little bit, seems a little daunting or at least a list of what's in it, you know? Yeah, it's hard to kind of, would you say that I guess it's difficult for you to kind of get inspiration to create a pizza or does it come pretty no. easy to you? Cause I feel like it's, it's a little bit like easy for me, just like with a crazy bunch of things that can come in. But like when it comes to making it, I would find it so difficult to be able to conceptualize my idea. I mean, I think a lot of my ideas uh, are borrowed. Um, some of them are original, but I would say probably a lot of the majority of ideas are borrowed. I mean, you know, cause people have done 
topping combinations for a long time, you know, for a long amount of time. But um, I have a list that, I mean, it's, I think it's over 180 now, but I got like 180 different pizza combinations. They all have like a name um, and that's like my menu. And so basically what I do on my stream is we'll pick, I will, I will pick like usually four of those pizzas off that list. And sometimes I'll create something new and give it a name and then the list grows. Um, but I pick four of them, we slap them on a poll and then I give my viewers or my community a week to vote on what they want to see on the Saturday stream. And we do that every single week. So in fact, we just did, uh, we just did a meat lovers on Saturday because that was the, the one that won the vote. And then I got another vote going up right now. And I post every Friday, I post a new vote, the community votes on it, and then we'll make, we'll make it. Now, of course, you know, I'm the one picking the four pizzas. So I get to control it a little bit. But you'd be surprised. Sometimes I, I'm, I'm putting it together. I'm like, yeah, they're going to go for this one. Um, and then sometimes things just go completely different. What's well, like we the have... worst feedback someone has given you on like a Twitch stream? Like it's just different to me because I've never Twitch streamed before. So is that that's live, right? Oh, yeah, it's live. I do it live. There's no no filters, no editing. It's all live. If I fuck up the pizza, it's live. I literally one time accident like accidentally I made a beautiful pizza walked in off my porch and accidentally tipped the peel too much and it pizza went right into my trash literally brand hot pizza beautiful pizza right in the trash completely ruined i always talk about like you could literally shake the fuck out of the pizza inside the box and you'll still eat it even if it's completely wrecked well like i remember one time my buddies like went chased down to the driveway because we were starving he's like i don't have time for like him to drive around looking for our house so he runs down the driveway grabs a pizza and he's running back and he trips while going up the steps oh, and the pizza just flings forward and comes right out of the box i'm like fuck I and mean, we're just staring at it and i'm like <laughs> Like next thing you know, we're reacting so fast where you're putting it back inside the box. Like it's still good. It's still good. It's like, all right, we can't <laughs> eat this. Like we start looking at it. Like there's like splinters, I would say, from like the wood porch of the freaking on the pizza. You're just like, we can't eat this, man. Yeah. Well, now it's good that Domino has that. Uh, well, I think I guess it's only carryout insurance, is it? Right. Yeah, that was the weirdest thing I think I've ever seen, but it's so smart. And the commercial was priceless. The dude's like, it's snowed outside. He's walking in with his pizza or something, and he slips backwards, and the pizza like flings back. Oh, get pizza insurance. It's like, hang on a second. How much extra is pizza insurance? Like $5.99 over a month span or something? You have to make like four easy payments? Wait, they don't actually, I don't think they actually charge for that, right? I thought that they were just throwing that at people for free. What the, if that's free, that is a, like a, that's a steal. That's what makes Domino's so good. But Domino has this thing though, um, that like most pizza places don't, if your pizza's really messed up, they'll come and bring you another pizza. Like they'll bring you two pizzas. Like that's they cool. really try their best to make it look like perfectly. Like we made sure that, oh, you found a hair in it. Here's another pizza. And it's yep. like commercial perfect. But they're also one of those people that like, if um you order online or if you call in, you like write something special inside the box. Like I've seen someone um say like, I want it in a Batman design. And they drew like the Batman symbol when you opened up the lid of the pizza box and like the pizza was cut up to look like Batman symbol or something. Yeah, I, I admire Domino's for that. While, I, while I, I probably couldn't tell you the last time I even had Domino's pizza, I've always admired them for they, the way they handle social media, the way that they use technology to really advance their game. Like, I mean, in the Detroit area, this was a number of years ago, they were testing out um, driverless pizza delivery cars. And so the car would just show up at your house and there'd be like a little punch pad and you punch in like a pin that you got from Domino's and then the little door would open and you take out your pizza and then like you would already have paid. So you just take your pizza and you go, you know, and then the car moves on to someone else. Now, I don't I, I think they always who knows if that ever got out of testing, but I always admired Domino's for, as I said, the use of technology, the way they handle social media. Um, obviously they don't spit fire like the Wendy's Twitter account, but, um, Oh my God, man. I mean, they're it's, I, I really admire them for that, you know? Well, I think they do a good job with social media and stuff, but I think it also is a problem with technology. The fact is you were supposed to be scared as shit when a person was coming to your house, when you were a kid ordering pizza, you were <laughs> supposed to be nervous. Like, I don't know. Like, hi. It's like, you ordered a pizza. It's like, yeah. It's like, do you have enough money for it? 
I don't know how much is it. And like, you're just like freaking out. Like you just want to yeah. get it over as much as possible, but like that loses the whole connection. Cause now you can pay online and the dude shows up knowing he's not getting a tip. He's just handing you the pizza and walking off. Like that's the whole thing now. And it's like, that kind of loses the aspect because it is supposed to be a little bit of like fun when they do approach you, you know, you're supposed to be scared a little bit. It's where I have a problem with like Uber eats. I think that's way too much freedom for any child to be able to order from anywhere. Like, Hey, I want a double cheeseburger. Well, I want pizza. Well, I want Chinese food. All right. We're going to order through Uber eats. It's like, no, no, no. Back in the day you had a fucking menu and you stuck to that. Like you had like, what do you guys else have besides pizza? We got mozzarella sticks. Holy shit. You got mozzarella sticks. What? We got Buffalo wild wings. I'm like, wait a minute. What? Yeah. Yeah, and I think with Uber Eats and whatnot, I mean, uh, I don't know. I've never really done a lot of that. I mean, I guess obviously I've done pizza delivery and I've done, I think, Asian uh, delivery, Chinese delivery, Korean food delivery. But Uber Eats is something I never really messed around with or DoorDash or anything like that. I guess I've read a lot of, you know, just horror stories where, you know, the food takes forever or stuff's missing or I don't know. I, I guess I don't want to throw sling mud on them, but uh not something I've really messed with too much. And I mean, as I said, like I've kind of moved away from ordering pizza into just making it. Um, but there are some, I will say there are some really good places here that I will go for a pizza, you know, but they're all like sit down kind of spots, you know? Well, that was like the whole point of going to like a pizza place was you want to be able to sit down and enjoy the atmosphere of like That's a restaurant, right. you know what I mean? Uh, but like, man, if you're talking about like, if do you get a lot of orders for your pizza, like, or is well, it just classically you and your wife eating the pizza you make and then putting it up on like Twitch or something? So yeah, that's kind of what it is. Well, like we're, I just make this basically for myself, my wife, you know, my neighbors, couple of neighbors, you know, around the pizza train, but I am kind of looking at ways to transition into something more. Um, you know, this might not be the right time for that. Um, kind of just with you know but uh it's definitely it's on my mind it's something i'd like to do but for now you know the twitch thing is is great you know i have regular job that pays the bills and i get to have my pizza hobby but uh if it was something more that that would be cool you know i definitely would be into that but trying to wrap my head around being like a a restaurant owner it definitely seems a bit daunting what do you see about like doing your Twitch stream? What's the most things you've kind of learned about it? Like, cause for me, I don't know a whole lot about Twitch. So it's like, you're talking to someone that's like, maybe I want to, you know, Twitch stream me going to the bathroom or is that, that's TikTok. You can't do that. Yeah, no, you'll get banned with a quickness. <laughs> you'll get banned. So TikTok quickly. accepts it. Wow. That's crazy. Um, yeah, no, Twitch has like, obviously they don't allow nudity or anything like that. Although there are folks that, uh, there are like ladies who body paint. I won't say that they skirt the rules, but they wear pasties. And I mean, you they are straight up. You're telling me you can't make a pizza calendar with a bunch of hot chicks just leaning and rubbing pizza all over themselves. That would get you so many Twitch views. Yeah. If I had the artistic skill, you know, uh, yeah, that's probably something that could be done. But in, I have learned definitely things. I mean, I'm already a tech guy, so I kind of knew about audio video. I, I did audio video in high school. I actually did a podcast of my own many, many years ago. It was basically like a J-pop radio show. Um, so I kind of learned about audio broadcasting and then later video broadcasting. And then I got into Twitch and uh, learned even more things like very basic, um, like photo editing, which I'm not great at. Um, I can do some audio editing, which I, but I don't need to do those things because it's live. Like we basically, I hit record, we do the show, I stop it. And then that's it. You it's know, not I, saved anywhere, is it? It is. Um, Twitch will save it for 60 days. I archive all my uh, broadcasts. I've had the, a hiccup on a few of them. But like I, I have archived broadcasts going back to 2016 um, when I used to be in this tiny little apartment, in a tiny little kitchen, you know, making pizza. And I like to keep those because they kind of show where I've come from, you know, um, do you do a lot of it like first person type or do you try and do it like Rachel Ray's cooking show where you're like, Hey everybody, this is a cheese pizza and we're going to add this onto it. I'll put it in the oven for 30 minutes and here you go. It's like, that wasn't 30 minutes. where did you get that pizza from? How many pizzas you making back there? Oh no, it's all live. So, I mean, these are long form videos. They go for like usually at least two hours up to like six hours and sometimes more. Um, I, I think my longest streams have been like 12 to 14 hours and those are like 
I mean, you're just doing everything like those ones. I'm making cheese. I'm the making the dough from scratch, um, cutting all the toppings, you know, preparing everything, sometimes side little side events eat up time. Um, but yeah, and most of the time I do my dough ahead of time. I usually always like to have my dough done like a, about two to three days before the stream. So it gets a lot of time to get really nice kind of cold proof and build up really great flavor. Why did you stop podcasting? Um, well, uh, let, God, I think content was becoming tough. You know, I, I didn't I wasn't keeping up with all the, the new Japanese pop that was kind of coming out. And I kind of started to fall behind on the Japanese so video games. So it was basically all Japanese. Like I, I would review Japanese video games, like like ones that were actually in Japanese and, you know, anime. And I'd play a bunch of J-pop music because I, I was I was in school for Japanese back then. Um, and it was I don't know, it just I guess like when I kind of stopped taking my Japanese classes um it kind of faded out things kind of faded you know i really wish they didn't but yeah it, have you ever kinda... thought about turning it into like maybe a pizza podcast a little bit where you're having like maybe other pizza makers on talking about maybe some styles and different techniques because what i think is so interesting from talking to so many of you guys now is the fact is you guys might copy like the same thing when it comes to, like a certain style or a certain type of recipe but you guys have your own unique style of pizza that's why i asked you um, what do you typically prefer to do, Detroit, Detroit style, New York style? Because you can do that style, but you structure it all in your own. And I think that's what's so unique about it is you all have your personal preferences. That's why I asked, like, um, you know, talking to Edgar from, um, I think he's the Ohioan pizza guy. Or yeah, Pizzolo. the Ohioan pizza. Oh, yep. Yeah, he, um, mm -hmm. he always talks about, like, he likes a nice thin crust. And I'm sitting there like, wait a minute, hang on a second. Thin crust. Thin crust is terrible. Like, it's like a paper plate you can't have it like that and it's, it's cool to hear your guys style because where you get your inspiration for pizza too how much it means to you what certain memories drift back to it and it all correlates down to how you make your own pizza i mean if i'm cooking something it's like a nostalgic food the whole time i'm cooking it or prepping it i'm thinking about those moments that were so nostalgic to me you know it's right. like a kid waking up enjoying a slice of pizza from the fridge or something whenever i see a slice of pizza all those memories go through my head i remember um my mom mom's a giant fan of uh, pizza hut you know we went to the pizza hut that ended up fucking burning down too but that was like three years ago Dang. why is every business burning down in my neighborhood i don't know something's going on over there we had wendy's burned down like four years ago and then that turned into a dairy queen recently and then we had pizza hut burned down a long time ago and now it's a bar but Pizza Hut was always so cool to go in and actually eat because they had the jukebox. They had mm -hmm. um, the the salad bar was always amazing. Cause, I mean, that's great if you go for like a baseball game, you would go to Pizza Hut or something. But, okay. you know, Domino's, yeah, damn, that burned down too. I wonder what's next. Yeah, so you had one of the bigger ones then. Yeah, the Pizza Hut I worked at wasn't the salad bar style. It was just one of those small delivery carryouts, so they didn't have – no buffet, none of that stuff. Um, which honestly, I probably it's probably fine, because um, we were just a small little place. Well, I'm thinking like you could turn your pizza thing into like you know a podcast type deal where you're talking to other pizza chefs and making it more of like a show. Maybe even if you have any in your local area, there's probably some other people around you that cook the same pizza. Maybe in your state, you know, invite them over, or do something like that, or at least toss recipes back and forth. I know the like the pizza community it's pretty positive you guys are just bonding over you know it's always kind of very very support and i think uh when i was talking about like the negative things you might get during a twitch stream is if like you know you oh, got yeah. someone that's inflated ego or something that just yeah. comes in let me yeah let me address that yeah so uh obviously i get some uh, italians coming into my chat cussing me out in italian because i am basically shitting all over what they call pizza um, I, I just shrug those, I shrug that off because, you know, I, I get their passion, but Hey, I mean, there's more than one type of pizza, you know, and you know, pizza has changed very much since it came out of Italy and all of those types of pizza are amazing. Um, so there's that, then you just get, you just get Twitch trolls, someone who just wants to troll to troll, you know, I, I, for a while we had, we had one person coming in, what was it? And they would just come in and just talk shit, you know, just to be an asshole for no reason. Never seen him before. They just come in, talk shit. 
you'd ban them, but then they'd create a new account and show up again and you'd ban them again. And that happened for a few weeks to the point where I ended up writing a bot to just auto ban this dude because he pretty much kept using the same name and just changing the numbers at the end. So I, I wrote a bot that basically anytime it saw that name, it would just, just ban the dude immediately. The first time he said anything, I don't even care if he said, I like puppies banned. You'd you probably know? like Papa John's. That's what, that's what the problem <laughs> was. Well, yeah. I mean, like if you look at like, um, like the pizza community too, and then you look at like uh, people tossing maybe a negative review or doing something, I think it's most of all pretty beneficial. You guys are all pretty connected. You start to notice oh, yeah. that like a lot of you were talking back and forth. I know Um, before I even reached out to you, which I'm pretty sure, I mean, give me your initial thoughts of when I even messaged you or something like that. Like what'd you initially think? Well, I think someone, uh, I think it was Edgar that had mentioned you and I, if I, I think I, did I message you first? I may have. I know um, when Mike was on, um, he said that, uh, like, I got this good guy for you. His name's, and he sent me your account. And I was like, hold on a second. I was like, we already are signed up to do this tomorrow. Like, we're, we're we already have it scheduled in to record or something like that. He's like, oh, cool. Uh, yeah, yes. he's a good guy. It's like, you start to find out you guys are all so like neatly kind of knitted together a little bit too. And I think that's amazing because what you probably noticed with podcasting too, it's a giant fucking competition. It's oh, like, yeah. it's the same thing. Like if you see like real Italians or something and they always judge on how an American makes a pizza. Oh, that's not classic style. That's not traditional. That's this, that's this. It's like, I can understand that because honestly, the traditional style to me sucks because apparently you're supposed to eat it with a fork. And I don't like that. <laughs> I think that's terrible. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I, I think uh, I agree with that. I really do agree with that. I think it's so interesting. I've been noticing this lately because of this whole like, uh, you know, everybody's at home and whatnot. I've been seeing a lot of the PTOLOs doing Instagram lives and I love it. You know, I mean, I've been on Twitch for a number of years. Like I've been doing pizza on Twitch for probably about four years now, but like, I'm the only guy doing it. Like, I mean, cause that's my thing. Like I literally pretty much only do pizza. And there was times when I used to game because Twitch is, it's a gaming website. Almost everybody knows it as a gaming website. Um, but they're trying to, well, for the past few years, they have done more with like creatives, people who paint, people who play music, uh, you know, people who draw, people who cook, you know, whatever, just outdoors people. I mean, you name it, you can probably find it on Twitch now. Um, and so I really love the fact that while it seems like Instagram has a lot of them, like I kind of do my own thing over on Twitch and I've been thinking about doing an Instagram live, even though it seems, will seem to be pretty short form, you know, comparatively to what I do. Like, I mean, I'm on for hours and I don't know if, you know, Instagram folks have the same attention span as Twitch people. Like Twitch people are fine with two, three, four, five hour streams, no big deal. Because sometimes they just channel surf. They go and check out other channels. They watch multiple channels where they're cooking and they just throw it on in the background. Um, and then, so as I said, I'm happy that the food and drink is being highlighted more. And actually uh, this Friday, they're gonna feature me on the front page of Twitch uh, from what is it, seven to nine Eastern time. So I expect to have a lot, a lot of new eyes on the channel that have never seen pizza making on Twitch. Also folks that probably don't even know that there's cooking on Twitch at all, because there's a lot of people, they pop in the chat and they go, whoa, people are cooking on Twitch? And go, yeah, I've been here for four years. Welcome in. <laughs> even though like Twitch is just recently in the popular eye now, like it started like becoming known to a lot more people back in the mm -hmm. day. It was like, you know, they were doing commercials for that and you just still didn't know what it was, but it yeah. is a gaming thing. A lot of people like stream oh, yeah. like Fortnite and stuff, but I want to see you go. make your own freaking pizza show dude like a rachel ray but with freaking scott man that's I would, what i do every week i wouldn't <laughs> dude i would love that if you like had like like you were front on the camera or something had like guests come in talk to some like you could zoom skype some people too and invite them into your conversation turn into a pizza podcast well yeah edgar was talking about that yesterday he did a, a live on instagram and i think between him and mike and someone else they said why don't we try and get on Zoom? And that got the gears turning for me. And I'm thinking like, well, I'm pretty sure I could integrate Zoom as a browser source or a window capture into my Twitch stream. So it would be kind of hard to find the real estate on the screen because sometimes my screen's already a bit cluttered, but. Um, you just have to think of what to call it because no offense, you can't just call it cheese pizza. You'd have to have like. A well, yeah, no, we, we would have to have something. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, I, I can retitle. I mean, even if I did broadcast it on my channel, like we, there are some logistics to be thought about there because I wouldn't want I wouldn't try to be taking the broadcast, but 
if I could put my portion of it into my stream, there's some way that would work. That'd be great. But also you got to realize that if I get three other people on the call, then there's going to be, you know, we're going to, how can I put it? There's just going to be a different dynamic than me just sitting there talking to my chat. Cause when I'm talking to my chat, it's like, I'm talking to my chat and there's not like, you know, other people that I have to address as well, unless my wife's in the kitchen. When you have a guest on, you should just do like an episode where you're making a pizza. Then you have like a guest chef come on, maybe like not really show you how, or I guess like show you what he would do or something, but more like just talk about it, you know, talk about the creations. But then when you have a group thing, like four or five people in, you don't make pizza at all. You just sit there and talk to other pizza chefs. And then you figure out like if we were going to design a pizza or maybe some thoughts and some opinions and some maybe ideas of, or something like a certain experience, like kind of what, how we're mm -hmm. doing, but you just invite it in with multiple people. So everybody gets their own thing and you don't have to make it long. You can make it like 20 minutes or something. I mean, you know, it's all of you guys thinking of crazy combinations too. I'm talking about like, I know the pizza community, what a good thing you guys can be doing is collaborations. I mean, you guys could be like collabing up like me and this guy are going to team up and make this pizza idea. And then you see it created and everyone's like, holy shit. And that just gets more people onto your site and his site as well. Yeah. And I think that's great. I love the, I really love the, the fact that trying to network and whatnot. And, uh, I hate to say this, but it is kind of the truth, but a lot of the Twitch gaming community, they don't share the love i hate to say it but there's a lot of truth to it uh, there a lot of the rules in the gaming community are do not advertise do not self-advertise do not link your your own channel in my channel you know uh there's a lot of that and you know uh, out of respect you know you abide by those rules you want to abide by the rules of the particular channel you know and sometimes the rules can get really weird everybody's got their own rules um well, that's like the same thing if you look at like joe rogan's podcast any of the comments are just people commenting like hey check this out hey check this out hey check this out this is my podcast this is this, this is that they're just trying to get attention i get it because we're all trying to call at the top to get views and stuff but it's still yeah. like man it's like just you know you self-make that shit too it's like you know it, it doesn't it takes a lot of effort obviously but you know it's so much more yeah. beneficial than just like spamming people's accounts sending them a copy and paste email like hey man you know you should check this out. It's like, what's going to make me want to check it out. The only reason like I would look at your post now is because I've had an amazing conversation with you. It just, it's the same reason like these hot, like people send me hot sauces or send me something. Um, mm. I, I like the whole aspect of finding out that you're an actual real person. You, you know, there's that connection there, which you don't get with like Papa John's. You don't get with a giant corporation or business. Cause they couldn't give two shits about you. I like knowing that like, he's a cool ass dude. And that's why I order his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's really the way it should be. And I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with like kind of giving a helping hand to some of the smaller channels. Like one of my uh, buddies uh, who's on Twitch, uh, he's uh, a British chef that moved to the U S and he lives in New Mexico, but he's more of an educational guy. He's definitely trying to teach you tips and tricks, how to do it, how to do it simply, how to do it without crazy tools and he is kind of showed me that in the food community it can it can be about the love and it can be about sharing the, the community because we all love food and there's no need for us to battle over the particular viewers you know so i would see a lot of times that he would do a lot of like promotional like oh you're a streamer you're a food streamer well like let's let's promote you like can we put their link can we put their link in the chat please guys check them out, give them some love, you know, and he helped my channel grow quite a bit. And I've seen many small channels, people who are literally like broadcasting, like maybe zero to three people, you know, finally being able to like crack double digits and even more growing, you know, eventually getting affiliate, which is kind of the first step to earning money on Twitch. Um, well, you guys bonded together too. And I think that's, it's a mm -hmm. perfect pair when you get to know these people a little bit more and see the positivity in it. And honestly, you guys should all just team up against the people that eat it with a fork. Cause honestly, there you go. that's savagery. I mean, you got to fold <laughs> that up like a taco, dude. That's just a classic way, man. Come on now. Hey, you got to do the, I will say you have the fold, always the fold, but there are some pizzas that are not foldable and you got to break out a fork. Now it's rare, 
but um, those are probably going to be your, what is it? See, that's going to be a deep dish. That's going to be a Chicago deep dish. Yeah, that's something you have <laughs> to eat with a fork. That's why I'm a little bit sketchy on, like, why is it not a lasagna? Because, yeah, like, it's just hard to kind of get it in there and turn it into a taco because of the way it comes out. But when you get a, ta- a pizza, you turn it into a taco. Also, breaking it up, like taking a pizza slice and ripping it in half and then eating it that way, that's okay, too. But if you just sit there and do, like, small little cuts, like a little tip of the front and then off to the side, then you leave the crust at the end like my grandma did that and i just took oh, yeah, the plate okay. away from her i'm like i'm sorry you don't <laughs> you might have paid for it but you don't deserve it i understand what you're saying yeah i i i want to say that there's a style in italy where they use the fork and knife that might be in rome i can't remember that's the traditional style to eat pizza is apparently yeah. with a fork and knife that i've learned and i'm like well then the traditional style is wrong okay i don't know it's a hand food. It's like, if I could pick it up with my hand, that's the way I'm going to do it. You know, unless it's really just falling, falling apart. Like, you know, some of the taco pizzas I've made, my wife loves a good taco pizza. Well, that's like, and, they give you a paper plate or something. And then they give you one slice of pizza. It's that yeah. it's like, it's a move around food. You don't have to sit and eat it. You can honestly walk around. That's true. Yeah. Well, yeah, as long as you can fold it, you're pretty good. But if you pick that thing up and just everything slides off of it, then, then you're in trouble a little bit. I mm-hmm. like it a little bit when you can grab the slice like it is nice when nothing falls off but honestly when that cheese does drop a little bit on the plate you can grab like a fork or your like a piece of the crust and scoop it up and put it in there that's okay but if you put so many condiments onto a pizza and then like you go and pick up the thing and all the condiments just fall right off it's like fuck i can't even get a good slice yeah 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 usually it's just like something that's too heavy or maybe they've oversauced and there's a couple different things that can make that happen um and that's always a bit of a disappointment, but you just kind of pick it up, shove it in there, fold it, and give it another whirl, right? You live and you learn, and you stay away from Chuck E. Cheese and Little Caesars. Oh, man, yeah. Chuck E. Cheese. I see that brings back some memories of, like, going there. Obviously, back then, you think the pizza is amazing. And then you're pr- trying to play the street, like the original. We're not talking about Street Fighter 2. We're talking Street Fighter 1, the one where you, they had the big, giant pads that you had to smack with your elbow until your elbow is like just completely red and sore freaking mortal Kombat, dude that's brought me mm-hmm. back it was that thing and then they had the little like a uh, thing you would insert a quarter in and it would drop down into like this little shooter and you would like pull the switch down and it would flick it out of the little holder thing and it would land in like a dinosaur's mouth or something you get tickets out of that and you save up like a bunch of tickets spending like hundreds of dollars to get a fucking <laughs> me i got a dolphin that would just hit a ball back and forth it was like a little like thing if, if you yeah. pushed it it would just like be like a metronome keep going dude i spent probably 400 dollars to figure out you could buy that thing for five bucks i'm like damn yeah, I gotta say, I definitely miss like arcades like that. Like they're in town. I haven't been there yet. I wanted to go. Um, and I'll probably still check it out in the future. But in uh, Atlanta, there's a place that is supposed. To, it's kind of like an older retro uh, arcade. They don't have pizza, unfortunately. I really wish they had pizza there too. But uh, it seems like they're more like a kind of like a taco fusion type place with about like twenty arcade. Uh, um cabinets that was like a classic thing though you're like a family fun center or an arcade place and next thing you know oh, like yeah. you're playing arcade games and like the pizza gets broken out like a birthday party type thing and i have to ask you what is one of your retro favorite arcade games like a memory maybe like for hmm. me i'll give you mine just so you can have an idea of what to maybe choose um like um what i mean by memory i mm-hmm. remember going to a campground um with my dad which i did a lot and I swear to God, dude, there was, uh, he gave me like $20 or he's like, go into my wallet and pull out 10 bucks. So I go into his wallet and I think it's a $10 bill without looking. I'm so much in a hurry. Cause I know it's about the rain. I know it's about the thunderstorm. So I'm like, I gotta be back before that happens. You know, back in the day when you're on your bike and you couldn't get Uber to come pick you up, you had to freaking ride home before the storm. Um, I pulled out the 10, ran with it, and I go into the store and I get like a couple, like, um, like two couple five dollar bills or something I'm asking for. And, um, I buy a couple of drinks and stuff. And I'm like, wow, this all adds up to like eight bucks or nine dollars. I'm like, she could just keep the change. And I go, yeah, keep the change. And she's like, are you sure? I'm like, it's a fucking dollar. Yeah, keep the change. She goes, I don't think you saw what you gave me. And I was like, what? And it's a hundred dollar bill. Oh man. So I fucking, <laughs> I took 20 out of it. <laughs> Technically I was only supposed to take 10, but I took 20 out of it. I went downstairs where they had a the little arcade that was like under the, it's like a little, like a, look like a, a bit of like a little storage spot, but they had a, a foosball table. They had an air hockey table. Then they had mortal Kombat, the old school one. So 
I'm supposed to be back before this storm. I end up playing Mortal Kombat, and all I hear is, bam, like this giant Uh-oh. freaking lightning bolt sounded like it hit right near the camp store. Everything, they shut it down. It was raining super hard. My dad texts me, are you okay? I'm like, dad. And I sent him a picture of me playing Mortal Kombat. He's like, so when should I come pick you up? You want me to come get you now? And I'm like, dude, I'm going to be playing the shit out of this. Dude, I spent like $60 out of that 100 dude. He was wow. so pissed. And he was like, what, what, you took my 100 I was like, yeah. He goes, how much did you spend? I was like, here's 40 He goes, you spent all that on freaking Red Bull and Coca-Cola? And I was like, no, no, no. I played Mortal Kombat. And I felt like that was exceptional to say. And he just looked at me like, son of a bitch, what level did you get to? <laughs> that's great yeah um combat i enjoyed that one i was never good at it i think i was more of a street fighter killer instinct guy god killer instinct was something i used to play like so i used to be really 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 good at that um because i would just come home from school and play it non-stop trying to get a perfect run on the hardest level or hardest difficulty which i never never achieved came close but never happened um but to answer the question about my arcade i think it would probably have to be one of the ones where you were playing with a couple other people so three of them kind of come to mind, and that would be like Turtles in Time, uh, the X-Men, and the Simpsons. Yes, were- the Simpsons battle one was fucking dope, yep. dude. Those were all great because you could get together with four to six people, and they were so fun. I mean, they're all beat-em-ups, but they I loved those. Those are all good ones, dude. Like, I'm still waiting for them to make um, Simpsons Hit and Run, that old Xbox game for freaking the oh, new yeah. Xbox, dude. That would be so enjoyable. Like, Pac-Man, I never really liked. I never understood it. I felt you had to eat all the ghosts, and then I started figuring out, like, 10 years later that, no, you have to collect every single ball, mm-hmm. and it brings you to the next level. And I'm like, damn, I wish I would have known that. I'm sitting there thinking this game's impossible trying to get all the ghosts because they keep coming out. Oh, yeah. You definitely had some fun with that one. Um, I, Operation Wolf, where you had like a little machine gun that you could be shooting at the screen. Um, and then like things like 1942. Um, God, what was the other one? Oh, Dig Dug and Burger Time. Yeah, played a lot of those. Games too, man. I'm telling you. That oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. Like Ivan Reitman, I think it was, where you had the off-road one. I think I would play that quite a bit. Um, yeah, because the arcade was basically where it was at. I, I, my parents got me a Nintendo a little bit later. And they also got me the one that didn't come with Mario, but I had Dragon Warrior, which is now known as Dragon Quest. So RPG games were kind of like where I started at home. Like, obviously, I had played games at my friend's house. I had played games in the arcade. But when I had my own, my own system, my first system, it was Dragon Warrior. And so RPG games was kind of what became my thing and still kind of is. I really enjoy like because like I said before about having like a pizza party at like a holiday inn or something. I'll go there now and I'll be like, can I just go to your arcade and memories will fly back, dude, of getting like a gumball out of the machine or oh, something, yeah. putting some quarters in, playing one of those racing games, grabbing a slice of pizza. I mean, I had every single birthday at like a hotel. We just got a whole room rented. My dad would get me my own room when I was like 11 years old. So that's like a fucking dream for a kid, man. And, oh, wow. you know, because we knew someone that worked there, like managers. So we would get it like really, really cheap. And, you know, he would just like just let me do my own thing you know get me a couple pizzas or something but they're just great experiences dude overall it's a good old nostalgic food and i can see why you know cheeseburgers hot dogs pizza these are all things we consider american even though a lot of them aren't from here sure definitely well we've taken our we put our own spin on it you know everybody every region kind of puts their own spin on it and that's what's wonderful you take it you make it a little bit your own and you pass it on to the next generation they make a little bit their own and we call that adding a little bit of style to it. Exactly. Well, I really appreciate you, Scott Williams, for coming out and doing the podcast, man. I want to give you here a minute at the end and be able to plug your Instagram, anything, your Twitch stream, where people can maybe look up uh, some of what you do with your pizzas. Um, hopefully, you're also talking shit on Papa John's during your Twitch stream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we do that. Um, but you got to be careful because if, if anybody, if you mention it in chat, you'll find yourself in a short timeout. But anyways... Uh, yeah, so on uh, twitch.tv, I am uh, cheese underscore pizza. That is cheese with a Z. So that's C-H-E-E-Z-E underscore pizza. Uh, you can just slap that on the back of twitch.tv and you'll find my channel. That's where all the main stuff is. Uh, usually when the stream's over, we post pictures over on Instagram and that is cheese underscore pizza 07. It's the same over at Twitter. I do have a YouTube as well. You can search me over there. There's not a lot of videos there, but the content there is pretty much exclusive to YouTube. So it's worth checking out as well. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Out of the Blank Podcast and stay tuned for our next episode.